Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What week will Anthony Richardson start for the Indianapolis Colts? What are some of the hottest position battles going into training camp? And what are the Colts going to do at right guard and wide receiver? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined by my colleague and co-host here at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, how was your weekend, man? A great Memorial Day weekend, great weather. Hopefully everybody enjoys some great racing this weekend with the Indy 500, the Coke 600. Uh, but how are you doing, man? How was your holiday weekend? It's a lot of fun. Just, you know, did some did some golfing, uh, did some drinking, did some golfing and drinking at the same time. We love uh, that. Followed definitely followed and caught some incredible highlights from the Indy 500, which if you didn't see to those out there that didn't see like the last five laps, I'm sure you can find it online. Absolute pandemonium, probably one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. And then NASCAR had a great race. It was just Great racing weekend and nice relaxing weekend. Very excited to answer some questions now about the Colts. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Awesome racing weekend. Hey, listen, if if you follow NASCAR, you know the news just came down that Chase Elliott got suspended. We're still supporting the boy. And uh, my comments on the situation is that Denny Hamlin is a hypocrite and a hack, and we're going to move on. Uh, but, hey, Logan Schmidt is here. Uh, love to see you here, buddy. Noah Compton is here. Good to see you. And Stats Matt, of course, uh, saying Logan finally showed up. I don't think Logan, Logan hasn't been in the comments the past couple episodes so it's good to good to see him back here but as drake mentioned it tonight it's gonna be a little bit of a uh we don't have a specific topic that we're talking about uh for the for the episode tonight it's all about you guys and the questions that you have surrounding the Indianapolis Colts, whether it is on AR5, Anthony Richardson, uh, whether it's about the Colts in general, specific position battles, coaches, players, the schedule, whatever it is. Uh, we're going to talk about it tonight, and, and we already have some questions from you guys that you sent in earlier. Please feel free to send in questions throughout the evening as well in the chat. And if you want to make sure your, your question is answered live here on the show, go ahead and throw a super chat in there and we'll definitely be getting to you. But before we do all that, please go ahead and see what that ticker is saying down at the bottom. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you never miss an episode of when Drake and I are going live. Uh, but if you can't catch us live or you want to listen to us in the car driving to work or wherever you are, you can catch us on YouTube as always, but go ahead and catch us also on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out in the charts and it helps us reach other Colts fans that don't quite know about 
the show. But but like I said, tonight it's all about a question and answer Q&A for you guys. All the questions that you have uh, as we wrap up May, heading into June, and less than two months away from Colts training camp. It's it's really hard to, to fathom that it's actually that close. Uh, but it's going to be fun. Uh, another shout out to uh, you crying, saying how we doing, boys? Can't wait for September. We cannot either. Uh, Inside the Shoe is here as well. So, so Drake, Let's dive right into it here. Uh, our first question, we got this one early this morning. And shout out to, to Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Stogner, uh, at Lawrence Stogner4. Uh, he said, my biggest concern on offense is right guard. Do you have any insight on the Colts' plans to address competition there? So, so Drake, what do you think the Colts are going to do at right guard? Do you think they they stay with the group that they have, or or could you see them bringing in some other competition uh, from the outside before we get to training camp? Oh man, that is that even now it's not the it's not the the ridiculous tornado of of uncertainty it was last season, um, constant rotations, but so many different things they could do. I think um, they're, I think they're actually evaluating Blake Freeland uh, right now and seeing, you know, maybe this, maybe this is a guy who, if he's good enough, this might be a wild card answer, but he's good enough to start at right tackle. Do they move Braden Smith in at guard? I don't know if that's really going to happen, but I think more realistic, they do have confidence in Will Fries. I think that they're going to push him. And I think, uh, I think it was Ikior from, Alabama was it that drafted free mm-hmm. agent? Yeah, that's a guy who a lot of people thought was a fourth rounder. You know, a lot of people thought he was definitely going to get drafted, and that's going to be someone who will push him. So I think that it's really going to. I know it's an undrafted free agent we're talking about here, but I I would say it's probably going to be one of those two. I wouldn't rule out them still going and signing a cheap veteran right guard that can potentially play multiple positions and maybe be that filling guy to at least push um, either Fries or both of those guys. Yeah, and, and I think I think the Colts are comfortable with the group they have now. Uh, Chris Ballard always says that he he never stops looking. They're always looking to add competition. Uh, but but as far as adding like a big name free agent before from now until training camp, I, I really don't see that happening. Um, I I think that what we're going to see is is that that battle take place between Will Fries and Emil Akior. That's going to be your your main competition for the right guard spot. But I really like what you. You said uh, about uh, Blake Freeland there because if Will Fry starts to to struggle and and the Colts aren't confident in their in some of the interior backups like a Danny Pintor or Emil Kior, uh Wesley French whoever is in there on the interior of the offensive line for the Colts and and Blake Freeland is impressing and if the Colts feel like he he can hold his own out there at right tackle sure I, I definitely think it's on the table where we could see Braden Smith move inside to right guard where he played in college and then Blake Freeland steps in at that right tackle spot that is certainly on uh, an option for for the Indianapolis Colts and and I think it's one that that they're going to look at very seriously that is if that right guard spot really starts to become a problem. Well, and to kind of build off of that, this, again, we've mentioned this a bunch, they are not going to take this lightly. I mean, it might seem like, hey, they haven't signed somebody, you know, are they are they doing what they did last year? No, I think they're looking at the talent they've got. 
I think that they're going to give Will Fries his due chance to try to get that starting position because, look, he was the most consistent guy at the right guard mm-hmm. position last year. There's like four people that played it. So um, I, I think that it's great to see that they're letting him try to at least get that position again. I think if they do sign someone, kind of like you said, it's not going to be someone you're going to go, wow, that's a really awesome player. You're, it's going to be someone who's a veteran. There's been like three or four of these guys that have been floated around, a couple of them from the AFC South. So um, I, I think that that's, mo- that's the most realistic. But I think they do have confidence in Fries. They just want to make sure that he's ready. I would agree. So what's our next question on the docket here, Drake? So we got it. For, uh, we got one from the, uh, the one and only, the third host of the show, Stats Matt. <laughs> He asks, what do you deem to be a successful year for Anthony Richardson and for Steichen's first year? Very I good think, question. Yeah, I, I think this is a good question because it's it's really, I think it comes down to managing expectations for Anthony Richardson. If you go into this thinking Anthony Richardson's going to be Andrew Luck from the very beginning, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, I think when you, when you look at this and, and you talk about what, what we should look at as far as grading Anthony Richardson. I think what we all need to see is just consistent progression throughout the year. I I know we, people love to throw out like stats of, of what would be what we think he could do. But I, for me, I really want to see Anthony Richardson really become comfortable in this offense. I want to see him really show command of the offense and each week, just, just getting a little bit better, really taking over uh, this offense and, and showing that, that the Colts can build around Anthony Richardson. So whether that's, 3,000 yards and, and 20 touchdowns or, or, or whatever. Uh, and I'm talking about through the air, but, but really, I just want to see Anthony Richardson consistently get better throughout the year. And, and it's not going to be on a linear graph. I mean, he's going to have his ups and downs, but you want to see him be able to overcome those downs and, and not continue to make the same mistake over and over again. And then as far as Shane Steichen is concerned, look, if, if the Colts go eight and nine this year, I'm going to consider that a success from where this team oh, yeah. was at the end of the year. You want to see a, a different culture and you really want to see not only the, uh, the, the players just fighting to the end. You want to see cohesiveness and you really just want to see the players is really buying into what Shane Steichen's vision is. And, and I think as we go throughout the year, you're, you're really going to see uh, the Shane Steichen's vision for this team really start to come out. Yeah. And, you know, Steichen is coming, obviously it's kind of, it's kind of a big, a big, you know, step for him because it's his first co- it's his first head coaching gig with a guy who's pretty raw that he's going to have to develop with a brand new offense around him. Um, so the good news though, for Steichen, and I think this would kind of judge a successful year is the sky is, or the, the only way to go is up. All right. For Shane Steichen, like if you get six, seven wins, that's still pr- progress compared to what you saw. And I would say for Richardson, yeah, you, you my brain wants to go to stats, but it's so difficult with him, with him specifically to know what he's going to do. So I think kind of what you said was perfect. It's it might be the answer to fall in or to fall back on, but it's really true. If he's progressing week after week, and by like if he starts week one and by week 14, 15, you're seeing a guy who's completing 60, 61 percent of his passes or like maybe the high 50s or something like that, as opposed to the low 50s at the beginning of the season. That right there is success. That's a guy who is hitting his stride. 
you're only, you're not looking for a Super Bowl here. You're not looking for maybe even a playoff contention. If that happens, great. That's a little cherry on top. You're looking for progress. It's all about getting the offense synced together because they're all so young. Brand new coach, brand new coordinator, brand new quarterback. I think that's why I'm so excited for my uh, my my film review series this year documenting Anthony Richardson every single game so you can kind of go back and look at the different things throughout as the season goes along and and see how he is improving so I think I think that's going to be vital to the success for this team and if you see Anthony Richardson getting better each and every week you got to be you got to feel good as a Colts fan uh so our next question is from Brandon Moses uh, my former co-host of Colts podcast shout out to Brandon Brandon asked the over under on what week Anthony Richardson starts for the Indianapolis Colts? So, Ooh. so Drake, where, uh, let's let's just do it right now. Our very early end of May predictions on when Anthony Richardson will be the starting quarterback for the Colts. You know, uh, man, week one. Week I, one. I, I'm going. I'm going with week one. I think you got to throw him out there, man. I mean, you got to get the reps. He didn't have the experience in college. It's some, it, we talked about this. It's so weird. And and Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example. He had started for two or three years, then sat behind Alex Smith, a playoff contending team, by the way, and Andy Reid. Then got thrown in. He could afford to sit. Richardson doesn't have that kind of experience to sit. He needs to get out there early. I think that Steichen wants him out there too. So I'm going week one. Okay. I, I like it. I I think I'm gonna go week four. I'm gonna put the okay. over under it at three and a half. Uh, because I think by week four we see Anthony Richardson out there on the field, and it very well could be sooner than that. Uh, but but I think getting getting a couple weeks in the into the regular season under uh under the under the Colts belt, I, I think we could even see the amount of snaps Anthony Richardson is taking in these games ramp up each week till we get to week four. And then it's like, okay, this dude is ready to take over. But I, I, I think that honestly, if, if the if things keep progressing, how they are right now, it would not shock me to see Anthony Richardson start week one for the Colts. Like you said, Drake. Well, and that would be huge because you're getting him out there against a team that just won the freaking division. Okay. You're throwing him. It, it, it could, you know, everyone's talked about, well, you don't want to throw him out there too soon where you, you snap his confidence. Look, they are not going to throw him out there if they do not think he is ready. Anything could happen, of course, but they're not going to be like, you know, we're 90% sure he needs to go out there. They're going to be absolutely sure. And if they don't think he's ready, I could definitely see week four or five being when he finally gets that start. Perfect. Uh, okay, so the next one is also from the one and only Brandon Moses, and he asked, how do you guys feel about the Colts wide receiver unit right now? Ooh. I might I might be on an island with this, or or at least I might be going against the grain, but I, I'm perfectly fine with the Colts wide receiver group, and, and here's why. I mean, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is, is, is a very solid, very good wide receiver. I, I I will debate anybody on that. Uh, so I, I think the Colts are fine in that area. I think Shane Steichen has a lot of plans for Michael Pittman Jr. in this offense to to kind of be that uh, uh, that AJ Brown type role that the Eagles had last year. Uh, I think Alec Pierce is definitely going to uh, make a jump from year one to year two. Typically, that we see that with with wide receivers, and then especially with with Anthony Richardson's skill set being able to line up with what Alec Pierce does best, and that's 
go track a deep ball. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very. I think Alec Pierce is gonna shock a lot of people this year. And then I I, I think the battle for that slot position between Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie is going to be very, very interesting, uh, especially because if, if Anthony Richardson and Josh Downs are, are creating such a really good connection early, that that could be the difference if Anthony Richardson is, is able to, to link up with Josh Downs a lot quicker. Josh Downs is also someone that can win very quickly off the line of scrimmage, kind of like we saw Devontae Smith do with the Eagles last year in Shane Steichen's offense. Now, I'm not comparing the two wide receivers at all because Devontae Smith is a freak. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. But the way Josh Downs can fit within this offense, I think is going to be very solid. And then, and then as far as Isaiah McKenzie is concerned, you could put him in the slot. You could also put him in the backfield. When we talked to Isaiah McKenzie uh, a while back, I mean, he told us that he, he could be placed really all over the, the offense. And so, so I think I really, I really like the top four depth is where I'm a little bit concerned. Yes. You have Ashton Doolin there. Uh, I, I do think Ashton Doolin can, can play any one of the wide receiver positions in this offense in a pinch, but then you're looking at guys like, like Mike strong and, and, and then undrafted guy Xavier Scott, the depth really isn't there. So if it, one or two of these guys goes down it could really spell problems for this team but as far as the top end wide receivers of this group i'm excited to see what they can do especially with a quarterback if they're able to work uh with this quarterback for for not only this year but get some continuity with him instead of just changing quarterbacks year after year yeah and uh, i'm right there with you i love i love the um, take on the starters but then the depth is the concern uh, I think that that is still a little bit of a concern, but you got to think, I mean, Michael Pittman is going into, I believe, let's see, he had Rivers, then he had Wentz, then he had three other quarterbacks. So that's five quarterbacks for him. This will be his sixth. <laughs> Alec Pierce is going into his sophomore season. This will now be his fourth mm-hmm. uh, starting quarterback. And Josh Downs is is going to be getting thrown uh, the football by, by a rookie. Uh, so right. it, all of these guys are kind of getting – finally some consistency and it's it's all new while also being kind of you know kind of raw and fresh and and good for for everybody so i really like michael Pittman and alec pierce in this offense the vertical shots making big plays i love the idea of josh downs getting probably i mean i think zach hicks made a pretty awesome prediction he said there's a bold prediction, but he said there's there's a chance he wouldn't even be surprised if the volume leads him to lead the team in catches. He, he jokingly said it probably won't happen, but you just never know. He might be a safety blanket for Anthony Richardson. Uh, and Isaiah McKenzie is very interesting because if he can also connect with Anthony Richardson, you could have you could have two serious problems at the slot on each side when it's empty sets and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I'm really intrigued though to see. I know that he's more of a special teamer, but I do like Ashton Doolin um, with Shane Steichen. I know that he's a big play type of guy. And he, like Jake Arthur said, uh, he makes the most ridiculously difficult looking catches, but he makes the catches. So it could be, it could be a really awesome wide receiver core. Now, again, if one of these guys does happen to tweak something, uh, I would like to see them maybe sign a, a you know, a cheaper free agent or or two potentially in the off season before the regular season, just to make sure that that roster and depth, you know, is, is good to go in case someone gets hurt. 
Stats Matt said, imagine Pierce having Pittman with a quarterback that can throw for longer than 20 yards. Well, we're going to get to see it this year. Brandon Moses is here in the chat as well. Finally able to catch us live. So it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, we already answered your questions. So if you if you missed those, definitely go back and, and listen to it. Uh, so that way you can hear our answers. But our next question is from the one and only Logan Schmidt uh, at, at Scotty Colt. I think since you're from Wisconsin, is it Scotty Colt? Hopefully, hopefully I'm pronouncing your at right, but but Logan asked, do you guys think Shaq Leonard will be fully ready to play week one? And do you think he can return to 100%? This is tough. Uh, this is tough. Drake, what do you, what are your thoughts on, on Shaq Leonard heading into the season? Sorry about the, the dog out there. No, um, sorry. <laughs> there, uh, you know, it's, I like his, I really like his chances to, to, to be back to hundred percent, maybe if not week one, potentially like maybe after a couple of weeks or something like that, it's a nerve issue. It's a nerve back issue. Um, so uh, it's caused issues with other parts of his body stemming from that bundle of nerves in the lower part of his back. So it's a very touchy type of injury, but man, I really like Shaq Leonard's tenacity. I like his competitiveness. He gets motivated by negative energy, which is an interesting thing, but it works out well for the Indianapolis Colts when he's on the field. So you know what, hell, I'll go with it. I think that he's going to be back to 100%. I think that his word is gold for the Colts. And, I mean, that's really – you're getting the source – or you're getting the information from the source, and he's not going to lie to these guys. He's going to tell them, I'm not ready, I am ready. But I, I think he's going to get back to 100%. I do. I, I think the biggest factor in all this and 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 how you can tell that the Colts are confident that Shaq Leonard can get back to what he was is is how they handled everything this offseason, especially with the linebacker room. The only linebacker that they really did anything with was they brought back EJ Speed. And so if you're if you have feelings or, or you think that Shaquille Leonard is not going to be able to come back and, and, and be the player that he was, you're, you're going to fork out the money for Bobby O'Karake for him to stay because Bobby O'Karake was, was arguably your best linebacker last year with both him and Zaire Franklin had incredible seasons. So when you're, when you're looking at, at it in that, in that space, I think the Colts believe Shaquille Leonard will be back to hundred percent. And just hearing everything that has come out of, of from Shaq Leonard, from the Colts, and this is really all we have to go off on too, is that, that that second surgery really did the trick and he, everything is continuing to fire. It's all about just getting strength back into the lower part of his body and making sure that he can be that player that he once was. Do I think he's going to be ready to play week one? I would, I would probably lean on the side of yes. Do I think he's a hundred percent by week one? Probably not. If I'm being honest, I think by the time he's, it's going to take him a little bit because remember he hasn't played football in, in almost a year now so when you're talking about him getting back 100 i do think it's going to take some time and and he's going to need to get his legs underneath him so i think after about maybe you're seeing three game three to four games then i think you will see a 100 percent shaq leonard who's out there ready to go and we're going to see the shaq leonard of old as stats matt says he doesn't even have to be 100 just be a top 10 linebacker uh not a top two and and i think he could get back to that that top 
two linebacker in the game. Again, it, this this season, I think the motto for the season is just going to be patience. Patience with Anthony Richardson. Patience with Shane Steichen in this offense. Patience with Shaq Leonard. It, it's really it's it's. I mean, it's not a full-on rebuild, but this is a soft rebuild. The Colts are retooling everything. So you just want to be patient, kind of see how the season goes along. Well, and kind of going back to what Stats Matt said is, this is a guy who is arguably, maybe not even arguably, maybe he just is the most dynamic linebacker out there when it comes to, to taking away the ball. He will punch it out. He'll put it on the dirt. He will make every single tackle. As soon as he makes contact with someone, the guy's on the ground, he'll take the ball away through the air by picking it off. I mean, this is just a guy who will make you think twice, and that usually is all you need to get a sack. That's all you need to get a, a strip sack f- or a fumble or something like that. He doesn't even have to make the play to make a play happen for the defense. He just has to be out there. So, um, it, boy, missed him last year. So just as long as he's out there week one, even if it's 85 90%, like you said, I do think he'll be back to 100% by week four or five. We're all ready to see a healthy Shaquille Leonard back out there in that number 53 jersey. So what's our next question, Drake? All right, so we, we have, uh, we have uh, Nick Z who every, everybody knows um, who Nick Z is, but he has a really good question here. And I'm actually going to use Noah Compton uh, and his stats that he so graciously provided for Colts rookie QB season records here uh, to answer this question. He, he, uh, Nick Z asks, which rookie Colts QB record do you think Anthony Rich, Richardson breaks? And what do you think it's going to like? What do you think the numbers will be? So that's a really interesting question because we got, Passing yards was Andrew Luck. Passing touchdowns was Peyton Manning. Completion percentage was Manning. Interceptions was Manning. Rushing yards and rushing TDs were both Andrew Luck. Now, obviously, I, I don't want to bore everyone to tears with the with the specific numbers, but if I'm guessing, I would say both rushing yards and rushing touchdowns are going to, without question, I think he's going to potentially even shatter both of those. Yeah, I think rushing yards, It's it's got to be, with Andrew Luck, it was probably close to 300 to something. Two, two, 255 is what 255, no, I, and then I think, I think as a rookie, Andrew Luck had five rushing touchdowns. Um, something something to yep. that, that effect, too. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I think Anthony Richardson, I think we're probably looking at it close to 500 yards rushing with Anthony Richardson. Uh, so I, I do think he can double that, and, and I'm going to go higher on the rushing touchdowns as well i think that he's going to get probably i i I say close to seven or eight touchdowns on the ground Uh, now when you're talking about completion percentage yards and all that it it really just kind of yards i think it just depends on on how long he's out there you know does he if he starts from week one then i think he has a good chance to break it but but otherwise i don't think uh uh, i I just don't think there's going to be enough time plus I don't necessarily think the Colts are going to go air crazy and try to air it out. They're going to try to get him comfortable in this, in this situation and in this offense. But, but yeah, I, I think, I then I think everybody else would, would agree with this, but both of those rushing records, uh, rushing uh, Colts, rookie quarterback, rushing records, yards and touchdowns very much in danger uh, of being broken by anthony richardson and we've got a couple people in the chat chad is here good to see you bud uh anthony richardson going for 600 yards and 11 touchdowns uh that if he could do that and and be solid as a passer then you're looking at offensive rookie of the year Mm -hmm. uh category stats matt goes even farther he says i'm thinking 700 yards plus if he starts week one so yeah I, i think those those rushing records are in 
big jeopardy of of taking a fall uh, with Anthony Richardson this year. Stats Matt had another question earlier. He said, "What do you think will be the hottest position battles in training camp?" Drake, Ooh. what what position battles do you have your eye on uh, as the Colts start camp up in late July? You know, I'm. Oh man, I think uh, I think that right guard position. I think that's huge. I think that's a big one right there. Um, they're definitely. I think it's between Akior and Fries right now. If they bring in a veteran, it's that de- that's definitely going to put a, a, a you know a wrench in the plans of Akior and Fries because the veteran might not be on the trajectory that one of those two would be, but he's going to be better than both of them probably. So it's like it, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think I think Logan even asked asked something uh, to this in the chat, but I think safety could be interesting now that you have a, a couple. Now you have Scott. Uh, from California. He's been drafted. So you've got a couple of really interesting players there. And then another one I'll go with is who's going to get that wide receiver three spot. Is it going to be Isaiah McKenzie or is it going to be Josh Downs? That's my favorite one. That's probably because they're both very similar uh, in in the way that they play their sizes. One's a veteran, one's a rookie. So I really like that one. I would side with Josh Downs might win that one out, but um, that's the, those are just three. There's going to be multiple others, even corner. I'm sure that uh, the cornerback three position, that's probably one to watch too. Going to give a special shout out to Patrick. Uh, Patrick here. Uh, he says the show can start now because it looks like Pat uh, Patrick is here. Hey, uh, always appreciate the super chat, buddy, and your support. You're you're an absolute legend. Uh, thanks for joining us. But but I think my uh, I've I've got a couple. But but number one on my list has got to be tight end uh, because you're you're talking about uh, just an absolute stacked room. I mean, yes. the guys from last year are Mo Alley Cox, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson. Drew Ogletree was on his way to getting a lot of playing time before he tore his ACL uh, in in the preseason and in training camp. Then you bring in Pharaoh Brown. Uh, you, you draft Will Mallory. You you sign uh, Caden Smith uh, from the New York Giants, or who last played with the New York Giants, I should say. That tight end room, that's going to be a, a just an absolute dogfight throughout the preseason throughout training camp it 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 really gets it's it's going to be interesting to see not only which tight ends we can see excel but how the colts use these tight ends as well do we see jelani woods playing more inline tight end to become that full all-around tight end one or is he still used more in in receiving uh, packages. Kylan Granson. I mean, we, we love to talk about how Kylan Granson is a good player, but I was even telling Drake this, this last week, Kylan Granson, this is year three, still no touchdowns for Kylan Granson in his career. So when is Kylan Granson going to take off? Because you've got a player that's very similar to Kylan Granson and Will Mallory going to be nipping at his heels. Mo, Mo Alley Cox. I mean, it, it's put up or shut up for Mo Alley Cox. Are you going to keep, keep have another year of subpar player are you going to live up to that three-year 18 million dollar contract that you signed uh, uh over a season ago so it, it's really going to be interesting to watch that tight end position and what shane steichen has planned for each one of these guys because i think once we get into training camp we're obviously going to see what the colts are thinking with with all of these guys and then how how each one of them is 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 really going to be used in this new Colts offense. But tight end, you already said wide receiver three, Drake. That's going to be fun watching Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie go back and forth all all season really. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think cornerback could be one of them because you're you're talking about 
Dallas Flowers is still there, Darius Rush. Obviously, a lot of people think Juju Brents is going to be that other starter, which I think he will be as well. And then finally, for me, safety. Uh, I mean, because you've got, you have Rodney Thomas, the second who had a really good year. Julian Blackman is in a contract year, but both of those guys play more of a free safety type position. And then there's the guy that the Colts traded up for last year, Nick Cross, who we all had such high hopes for, didn't really pan out last year. Uh, and thankfully, since Rodney McLeod had such a really good year, the Colts didn't really need Nick Cross, but that was that was like a redshirt year for him. now it's year two either you you got to go start to prove it and get on the field so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and if nick cross can can take one of those starting spots away from so from blackman and and rodney thomas or is it going to be more of a three safety rotation or does nick cross even make the rotation so it's it's all going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah and uh i love what you said about the tight end position because obviously that's I, I I mean, right here, Jel- Jelani Woods is, is behind me here. I got that jersey for a reason. I'm excited to see this guy at tight end. I think he's got that number one, that tight end one on lock. But, man, who's going to be tight end two? Is it going to be Mo Ali Cox or Drew Ogletree or Kylan Granson? I mean, what's Will Mallory going to do? You know, then you've even got Caden Smith and Farrell Brown. Which one of those two guys is going to make the team? So it's like there's a lot going on on, on just in that position group. But everything we just ran down, there's legitimate competition. And sometimes with some of these, you don't even know who's going to start. So that'll definitely be a lot of fun. Um, another one, uh, another one from Stats Matt, which we we discussed this, but I'd like to try to throw some Vegas odds on this one. What are the odds that Anthony Richardson wins Offensive Rookie of the Year? This one's Ooh. fun. Um, I think, I think, one. and I think it's again, it's it's contingent enough on if Anthony Richardson starts from week one. So, so let's just say Anthony Richardson starts week one and can start all year. I would probably say I'd probably give him the. I'm going to give him the third best odds to win. Uh, I would say if I pick the top three, I would say Bryce Young is probably number one. I would put Bijan Robinson, uh, the the running back from texas who was drafted by the uh, uh the atlanta falcons i'd put Bijan robinson at number two and then i would put anthony richardson at number three and and i i don't think the gap between those is 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 as far as as you might think i think if anthony richardson can really hit the ground running in week one and the colts can build an offense centered around anthony richardson and what he does best i think the rushing numbers alone could vault him into that conversation and then it's just all about how can he be, how can he develop and, and really attack as a passer, which I don't think, again, he's as far away as a lot of people think. So I'm going to put him third in the rookie class, like I said, behind Bryce Young and Bijan Robinson. But I think it's going to be a very close race between those three. I like that because um, Bryce Young is obviously the one who sticks out the most just because he's the most pro ready. And Bijan Robinson is going to take over that backfield, an incredible talent at running back. Um, and they're going to lean on him probably right out of the gate. Um, but here's the thing. Bryce Young doesn't scramble. He's not going to be running the ball a lot. And Bijan Robinson doesn't throw it. Anthony Richardson does both of those things. So if he starts week one and he can hit the ground running, he's already got an advantage to win rookie of the year. So, I think he's got some pretty decent odds. And like you said, I mean, I put him there at number three if he just kind of is doing okay to start out. But, man, if he hits the ground running, I'd say that the odds could could go from number three to pretty damn good. 
actually. And there's there's a lot of buzz around Anthony Richardson too, not just so from local media, but the national media is starting to to really pick up on Anthony Richardson, and and that that could help his case certainly if the whole country starts paying attention to what Anthony Richardson is doing in Indianapolis and he starts to take off, that could bode well for his case for offensive rookie of the year. Colts fan Cole uh, with this question. He asks, how important is teammate bonding off the field, given how we saw a lot of teammates at the Indianapolis 500 this weekend? And, Great and question. Drake, I honestly, I'm going to let you go first, but it's huge. It really is huge for this team to bond off the, off the field. Yeah, and, you know, I, I mean, obviously you saw some sophomore or, you know, some guys that have had a year in the NFL and whatnot, but you saw, you saw Darius Rush. You saw Juju Brents. You saw – um, you saw plenty of, of young talent and rookies just connecting at the 500. It's, it's one of the biggest spectacles in, in the entire world. And now you're talking about it being huge for the Indianapolis community, which these guys want to get again. Sorry for the dog. <laughs> these guys want to get involved in this community right away. And what better way to do it than to go to one of the biggest spectacles that the state can possibly host outside of a Colts game. So I think it's everything. I think that's how you get to know your, your teammates. And the more you're around them, the better you know them, the easier it's going to be to have success on the field quicker. Right. And, and we've, we've heard players talk about this i mean you we've heard quentin nelson say that the offensive line needs to be better at at, at communicating and and just hanging out off the field because it, it creates that bond and, and when you're talking about a full unit such as the offensive line where if if one person is is out of sync or you don't know what the person next to you is is going to do it can blow up the entire play and, and i already mentioned our conversation with isaiah mckenzie but i'm going to go back to it again and if you guys haven't listened to that interview please go check it out on the horseshoe huddle youtube channel because it was just it was one of the best interviews that i've ever been a part of in my entire career covering this team and isaiah mckenzie really opened up when we talked about bonding and and what the what it means to have a tight locker room Isaiah McKenzie went off for a 10-minute rant about how important the locker room is and how important it is to, to have a close-knit team. This isn't fantasy football where you can just plug and play, got a bunch of different guys, and 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 expect it to go how go well depending on their uh, on their ability. No, you have to have guys that that really think like that, that can bond off the field. Be, be close in that locker room basically be like brothers because they're with each other all day every day from the end of july till whenever whenever this ride ends whether it's january or february so they they've got to become close and they have to be a tight-knit team that likes each other and likes to play for one another if they want any success of 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 going deep into a playoff run. And I, I think we've seen that over the past few years, and, and we've certainly seen it with this Colts team and then the culture they try to build of just being a really close-knit team so that way they, they get to not only get to know each other personally better, but so it helps them on the field as well. 
Yeah, and you're again. We we said it earlier. You're dealing with an entirely new coach, new staff, new offense, new everything almost. So these new pieces, these rookies, they 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 need to get to know the community. They need to get to know the people that they're that that are their fans. They need to be able to get to know the feel of what it's like to be in Indianapolis. And of course, the most important part is, like you said, you don't want you don't want to have dissension in the locker room week one. Good lord, there's nothing worse. I mean, I'm telling you. That could just destroy everything. You could have all of the all of the pieces on paper to have a successful uh, season and get eight, nine, ten wins. But if that locker room is broken, you're not going to get anywhere. So they're doing the right things. They're checking all the boxes. They're getting to know each other very well. And I think it is going to bode very well for them. You know, come the the regular season and maybe at the end of the year, we're talking about eight or nine wins. Stats Matt says, listen to how McAfee and other former players talk. Only successful teams they have been a part of were tight in the locker room and outside the locker room. Very good yeah. point, Stats Matt. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we got uh, one more that was that was um, on Twitter. It is from Taryn Kanasp, who's a big fan of the show. He says, how will the linebacker room fare this season? So we're talking about everyone from Shaq Leonard all the way down to, to you know, I would say, um, oh, I can't even remember his name, who was uh, drafted out of Wagner. Uh, he might even be a linebacker. Titus Leo. He's defensive Titus. end. Defensive there, end. Okay. But, okay. but honestly, I, I, I'm, I feel confident still with this linebacker group. Yes, I know the Colts lost Bobby Okereke, but if, if Shaquille Leonard could come back to 100%, and again, that's a big if. It really rides on how Shaq Leonard can come back. But, but if he does and he's able to be the Shaq Leonard of old, I think this linebacker group is fine. I mean, you already got Zaire Franklin, who – literally broke the franchise record in tackles a season ago ej speed i think it's time the, the colts have seen what he can do when he gets more defensive snaps it seems like he he can handle that the colts paid him as much and he's gonna be that that third linebacker when he'll probably come out when when the colts go to go to nickel or, or to dime but but when the colts are in their base four three ej speed is gonna be out there with Shaq leonard and zaire franklin and be the first one to come in if either one of those guys goes down so when, when you're talking about how the, that was that core three group of linebackers i i really think it's fine and then jojo doman is there i know the colts are high oh, on yeah. him we'll see if any of the undrafted free agent uh rookie linebackers can make the squad and, and kind of come out of nowhere haven't really had a chance to to really dive into to to what they can bring to the table quite yet but but I honestly think that the Colts are fine at, at linebacker, and and I think if if Shaquille Leonard could come back, that's just it's just going to kind of reassure everything. But even if he doesn't this year, I think when you have a linebacker group of Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, you can be fine for one year. However, if Leonard does not come back a hundred percent this year, then you probably need to look look about move look at either moving on or really adding another piece to that linebacker group. Yeah, and um, to answer that question from Taryn, it, it's just like you said, it's all hinging really on on uh, Shaq Leonard. Now, that's not discounting EJ Speed's potential. That is definitely not discounting, uh, you know, Ziggy. I mean, my goodness, that that dude, that dude played out of his freaking mind on a team that just didn't really have any consistency. So, I think that that alone is reason to be okay with what's going on. Like you said, though, if he is even eighty five nine percent you know, week one, even by week four or five, 
you've got a serious, a seriously talented linebacker core, and then you pair that with what they've got for a defensive front. That's going to help the linebacking core. So I would, I would say it's in good hands right now, and it's even going to be better if uh, Shaq Leonard can get out there week one. Right, I would agree. Let's go through the chat and let's grab some questions yeah. uh, that are in here. This one is from you, Crying. He said, "I've got a question nobody is talking about, and this is kind of what we already touched on. But do you guys think we will notice the loss of Okereke this year? And and I think." It, it's interesting because I, I do, I think that they'll notice it. I, I think uh, just a little bit, just because I think Okereke was a good player. Uh, he was good in coverage. He was their best coverage linebacker. But do I think it's the end all be all that Bobby Okereke is not back with this team? No, I do not. Again, you can't pay everybody, especially at a position like off ball linebacker. You don't want a bunch of your cap going into the off ball linebacker position. They've already got Zaire Franklin there. Obviously, the team, like I said, thinks Shaquille Leonard is going to be fine and, and come back and be his normal self. So I, I think they might notice it here and there on certain plays, but I don't think it's going to be a loss that cripples the defense. Yeah, and I think that um, I think that with guys like EJ Speed and then um, with Zaire Franklin, and he's he's going to need to obviously connect with Shaq Leonard if he's out there right away. I think you'll notice it maybe early on here and there kind of like you said but i think as the season goes along the more that those three those two however you want to say it play together i think you'll notice it less i really do i think that you're going to start to see more continuity they're going to be communicating and talking pre-play with each other and and they're going to be doing a lot better so i think that if you're going to notice a difference it's probably going to be more at the front of the season logan asks who's starting at safety right now right now it's julian blackman and rodney thomas the second those are the two guys that during otas when the colts go there they're starting defense those are the two guys at safety nick cross hasn't hasn't gotten into that starting lineup yet and i I think if Nick Cross wants to do that, he's he's just going to have to prove it on the field. And I'm not talking just in practice. I'm talking about in the games. Preseason is going to be crucial for Nick Cross. And then when he gets his opportunity on the field in the regular season, again, he's got to crush it if he wants to enter that lineup. But Rodney Thomas II led the team in interceptions last year. Julian Blackman, this is he's going into his fourth year, and he's done it for a while now. He's in a contract year as well, so he's going to be looking to really go out and, and show he's either worth the second contract or go try to impress other teams once he hits the open market but right now julian blackman roddy thomas the second drake i'm gonna ask you who do you think ends up as the starters when the season begins do you think that stays the same or do you think nick cross enters that that conversation you know, I think Nick Cross is honestly the one who's uh, on the outside looking in in this exact moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Julian Blackman has the most to lose right now. I think that he's got to he's got to prove that he is the starter or else if Nick Cross starts showing starts to show flashes, they're going to be like, OK, this is a guy who's super duper young and uh, this is really his rookie season. So you might see him start. But I do think it's going to be Rodney Thomas and uh, Nick Cross or um, Rodney Thomas and Julian Blackman. Now, also, you got Daniel Scott. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's also kind of hanging around there. And this is a dude who's not really being talked about. I promise you, they picked him for a reason. This is an athletic freak who has a lot of tendencies to make big plays. So that's another name to be looking out for. But I think Blackman and and um, and Rodney Thomas inside the shoe. Uh, Drake, you can go first on this one. He asks, who do you see starting at cornerback? What's the first three to four? And then what are your thoughts overall on the cornerback room? So I think the first three to four, I think uh, just to just to kind of say the uh, Kenny Moore, the second, I'd say Isaiah Rogers, senior, I'd say Juju Brents. And then, you know, I'm going to go. 
Mm, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Darius. I'm going to go Darius Rush. I think that I think that that was one of my favorite picks when they picked him. I, I couldn't believe he fell a couple rounds. I think that guy's got a lot of potential to shore up that fourth spot. Overall, kind of like we discussed earlier, I love the front of it. It's kind of like the wide receiver room. We love the front. We love the the guys that are in the showcase. But then the reserves. It's a little bit more concerning, but again, it's it's guys like Dallas Flowers who are looking to make a name for themselves. So, uh, well, actually, they also had um, drafted in the fifth round or no seventh round. I'm, I'm Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones from Texas A&M. That's another guy to look for. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about the cornerback room. I think they may, might need one more guy, not a big free agent, just to kind of provide some veteran leadership. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I think when they're in their base. When then their base defense, you're gonna see Brent's on one side more on the other. When they go to the nickel, Morrill obviously move into inside to the slot, and you'll have Isaiah Rogers Senior as that other cornerback on the outside. Uh, four, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to start the season, it's gonna be Dallas Flowers because I the Colts like him a lot more than people realize, and and it's gonna be an actual competition with Dallas Flowers. They're not ruling him out as the one starting as a starting cornerback and i'll put darius rush at five for now but darius rush is the type of guy that just just how athletic he is and the type of plays that he makes he's he's got a he's kind of a ball hawk and we already talked about it that he's taken a pick six back this week or last week from sam ellinger so darius rush i don't think will be down uh for very long and and we could see him start to really climb uh the depth chart as the season goes along so let's let's see if we can find uh another question here this one is from keon um keon uh andrews asked do you think uh do you guys think that will mallory will make the team and and drake i'm calling it now will mallory makes the team for the indianapolis colts in my way too early roster prediction i i said the colts would keep five uh, uh tight ends on the opening roster and and i think will mallory is one of them the the pick surprised me a little bit but he does remind me of of kind of like a kylan granson uh purely receiving tight end at this point uh, but but i think that that the that shane steichen and this colts team really think highly of a will mallory and i think he's got us he's think he's gonna have a spot on this team well, and you know, you got to think of what Shane Steichen was able to do with Hunter Henry and, and uh, you know, with the Chargers and then what he was able to do with Dallas Goddard. And they picked him for a reason. Again, this was the fastest tight end in the entire draft. Okay. This, this, this is a guy who is going to roast. He's going to roast linebackers and he's going to be too large for defensive backs to cover. So look for, look for him to, first off, yes, he's going to make the team. I think he's absolutely going to make the team. And I think that he's going to surprise some people. I think Shane Steichen's got some plans for Will Mallory to, to be a, a featured part of certain plays of the offense. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with him. They're going to be moving that dude all over the field, maybe even to the outside on some red zone plays. Right. Harpoon. Uh, good to see you. Harpoon Bakery says, Oak Arake counts $5 million against the Giants cap this year. Would that amount have hurt the Colts? The Colts had a, have enough cap space to, to absorb $5 million, Of course. But, but I, I just think it comes back to roster construction uh Harpoon. I, I think because you also – it can't just be this year. you got to think about who the Colts are going to be re-signing. You have Jonathan Taylor, who needs a big contract. Michael Pittman Jr., who's going to command a big contract. Uh, some other guys that are on uh, 
expiring contracts or this year's a contract year julian blackman we'll see if the colts bring him back isaiah rogers senior if he has a good year do the colts consider bringing him back so and and that's grover stewart i think it might be on a contract year there's there's multiple guys that that are on a contract year that they're probably going to have to pay again here soon and and when you already have someone step up like zaire franklin did last year uh, you saw the continued improvement of ej speed and and the colts fully believing already that that shaq leonard is going to be back next season okarake was just the odd man out i i thought that okarake was was going to get a bigger contract than he did yeah, but still you, you can't you can't put so much money into non-premium positions in today's nfl like like off-ball linebacker they they did that already with shaq leonard and and made him the highest paid linebacker in the nfl for for a short amount of time but but he's still in the top five you can't just keep paying linebackers when there's better more premium positions and and better talents like a jonathan taylor that are going to need that money and you want to be able to keep your your roster flexible as you as you keep as you head on head on down the road basically yeah and obviously okay case contract wouldn't have hurt the colts per se but like andrew said you had other positions you have to fill you have contract extensions with superstars that support your offense literally they're like pillars like taylor Pittman that's the running game and the receiving game right there you got to figure out a way to pay those guys so kind of like Andrew said he was just the odd man out it's not that they wanted him to go okay they didn't want him to go he played out of his mind he had a career year but um to answer your question Harpoon yeah I don't think it would have hurt the Colts but it, it just it makes sense given what they want to do long term with some of these other players Man, if you guys want to show outside of this show, it's it's Patrick it's Patrick Rye in the comments. That dude is just an absolute menace to society. And some of these comments, I I love it. I love it. So Patrick, you're you're always you're always one of the best uh, commenters in the chat. Really appreciate it. Toby asked, "Good to see you, Toby." He asked, "What about the wide receiver competition? We already talked about wide receivers, so you can kind of go back and and listen to our full breakdown. Uh, I'll just say that I think the Colts will keep six wide receivers." receivers and and my six are michael pittman jr alec pierce josh downs those are the three that i think will be the starters then there's isaiah mckenzie ashton doolin and mike strawn i think those will be the six wide receivers the colts keep what about you drake i like those six and that's one we haven't even that's a name we haven't even heard in this episode is mike strawn we've been talking about prove it you know you need to you need to go out there and show us something um, we've talked about that for multiple players. Well, that's another one that that exact statement applies to. It's like it's about time for Michael Strawn to to show his you know show his skills with an offensive mind like Shane Steichen. I think if it's a skill set really well, we'll see. Okay, we'll do a couple more here, and then we'll let you guys get on with your Tuesday evening. Did want to shout out Culture Shock. It was good seeing you at the draft, my friend. Uh, be free, Okereke. Be free is his <laughs> comment. But but these these final two questions kind of go together. They're from from Logan and and Keon. Logan asks which running backs make the team and who ends up at number two. Uh, and then Keon asks another one about the uh, running back position. What is your guys' thoughts on Evan Hall, and do you think he will get some playing time this year? So. So Drake, let's answer uh, Logan's question first. Uh, which running backs make the team, and who ends up at number two? You know, I, I think uh, I think they're going to go four running backs uh, at the least. I, I, I would just just for this question, I'll say four. I think it's going to be obviously Taylor, and then Jackson Moss and Hull. Um, I think number two. Boy, that's a lot harder. 
when it's not who's the lead running back because that's easy. Um, <laughs> man, I'm gonna go wild card. I, I'm I'm gonna say it's Deion Jackson. I'm gonna okay. say that because I think that he has more more to offer than Zach Moss, and I think he's more experienced than Evan Hall. So I think if you're talking about the odd man out, if they were to keep three, it'd be Zach Moss. That's my hot take. Yeah, I I, I agree with their four: Taylor Moss. Hall and Jackson, but I think RB2 is going to be Zach Moss. I think for what he proved last year to end the year, taking over for Jonathan Taylor, uh, that, that's really going to stick with this coaching staff. And I, I think you don't have to change things up as much because it's, it's a similar skill set. Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. So I think he kind of really fits in there as that running back number two. And then as far as Keon's question is concerned, uh, thoughts on Evan Hall and do you think he'll get some playing time this season? Absolutely, I do. I think Evan Hall is going to be that third down running back for the Indianapolis Colts. And what I mean by that is he's going to be the primary pass catching running back. Uh, he was the probably behind Bijan Robinson who could probably play wide receiver he's that talented uh, evan hall was the best receiving back in this draft class and and he's a guy out of northwestern who has continually gotten better in that category as the years have gone on throughout his college career he does need to work on his blo pass blocking a little bit but i i think working with deandre smith and and going through a full off season in an nfl program he's a fast learner i think we'll see that really start to to come to fruition pretty quickly but evan hall i'm i think he's going to get more snaps than people think i think he'll be running back three and and possibly get around the same snaps as a zach moss uh it'll just be in a completely different role but i'm i'm a huge fan of evan hall yeah and you got to think the receiving back they had last time was naeem hines he was like you know five foot seven about a buck 70 or so maybe like a buck 80 this is a guy who's i think at or around six foot tall and about 200 pounds so this is a guy who's bigger and he is very good out of the backfield in the passing game and he better do well because andrew in our dynasty league i selected evan hall for a reason so <laughs> um, i definitely think that he's going to be one of those guys that you're thinking okay he's going to make an impact but steichen's going to figure out ways to use him i think in, in in a bigger sense than we might even be thinking and true it's going to end us off with a pun hull of a player oh, man. <laughs> give Cheers a shout out to <laughs> Give a shout out to Truett as we end this show. So that's that's our show for this evening, guys. Really appreciate everybody coming in with the hard-hitting questions. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking about uh, a bunch of different topics surrounding this Colts team, and we're going to really dive into all that once training camp rolls around here. Shout out to Culture Shock, Stats Matt, Patrick, Truett, Harpoon, uh, Keon, Logan, uh, Chad, Toby, uh, I saw Uncouth was in was in the chat. Uh, uh, another, the other Keon that we answered a question for earlier, Brandon, uh, inside the shoe, uh, you crying as well. We really appreciate <laughs> no, and and finally Noah Compton. Really appreciate all of you guys joining in. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all the things. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Go follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Destin and shot are going live, content is still going to be flying out like crazy throughout all throughout the summer, uh, especially once we get to trading camp. And if you can't listen to us live or catch us on YouTube, catch us on Apple podcasts on Spotify and Google podcasts, wherever you listen, five-star review rate and review us really helps us in those 
charts. Drake, I know, as always, you've been grinding, riding away on horseshoehuddle.com. What can the people look at? What what kind of stuff do you got out there on the site? So uh, the last two that I've wrote were uh, a reason. I actually wrote a piece a while back saying that Mo Ali Cox's time might be running out. Well, now I am, I'm arguing why they will keep Mo Ali Cox on the team. And then the last one I did was an ESPN list had uh, two Colts hitting a, a projections list for top, like the top statistical categories, but one was snubbed. So there's three Colts that got the two got the spotlight and one got snubbed. Awesome. Definitely go check out those pieces. I've got a piece coming out tomorrow, Wednesday morning, uh, gathering all the quotes and everything that the uh, the Colts teammates, all the Colts veterans have said so far about Anthony Richardson. It was a fun project to do, really kind of seeing what the sense is within that locker room. And so you guys will definitely want to check that out, see what all your favorite Colts are saying about AR AR, I almost said AR 15, AR five. Uh, the, the, he was called that at one point. So you're fine. Future (laughs) franchise quarterback uh, of the Indianapolis Colts. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to talk more Colts football with you and dive into the second week of OTAs, get you all up to speed on that. So until then, have a good one. Denny Hamlin can screw it and uh, go chase Elliott. We'll see you guys.